from Forward Direction LLC, it's the You Should Listen podcast, a show that intersects sports, business, fashion, and hip-hop culture. We draw on experiences from influential people who have carved out a name in their respective creative space. We hope you pick up a few gems along the way. Thanks for tuning in. From Hooper to rapper to promoter to business owner, Today's guest is family. Devin Cole, aka D. Cole, is a man of many trades. He joins the show to talk about the transition from being a D1 basketball player to making hits with Trey songs to being the heart and soul of DC nightlife to his latest business venture, Kodo Bikes. Kodo Bikes is the premier provider of exotic scooters across the nation. We talk about our days at Radford, his relentless drive to succeed, and what it's like touring with some of the biggest names in the hip hop industry. Devin also discusses why Kodo Bike will be the wave of the future. It's not just a ride, it's a lifestyle. If you think you hustle hard, try again. Devin has his hands in so many projects, our conversation will surely inspire you to simply do more. Devin is also intentional in building a team with, in his words, everybody eats. This is one of my favorite combos so far. So enjoy and make sure you share this with a friend. All right, y'all, time for our conversation. First things first, I'm your host, Layden Williams. This is the You Should Listen podcast. I'm with the homie, D. Cole, also the owner of Koto Bike. You know how I start the show. If there was a movie about your life, what would it be called and who would you get to play you uh, in the film? Um, Legend in the Making. Okay. Or the story of a legend would be my, my title. And I'm at a mix because I don't know if I want to go like the, it's so many comedic, avenues of my life so i'm either going kevin hart or michael b jordan depending on how i want the movie to 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 fully lay out i don't know if i want too much funny or action but michael b jordan or kevin hart for sure okay that sounds like a a dope ass movie for sure um so let's go ahead and kick things off so who is devin cole where are you from where did you go to school all of that good stuff uh devin cole alexandria virginia Virginia to the death of me, just like my guy, Layden. First of all, I want to say, man, but before we get it to me, my bad, man, super congratulations on everything you're going. Super fan of the podcast. You know, I, I know you from a little while away, so just getting that out the way, man. Super congrats. You're doing your thing in New York right now. And as a homie, it, it, it's a beautiful thing to see, bro. Appreciate so, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, me, uh, kid from Virginia. Um Grew up a single family home. My mom really held it down. Me and my pop's relationship got a lot better uh, over the years, but I, I still can't even fathom how my mom put it together with me and Chris badasses in that house. Um, from there, uh, you know, ball is life was the hooping thing. Uh, I went to Bishop O'Connell uh, on a scholarship there to hoop. Um, from there, college, uh, Radford University. I played there for two years. That's where me and my dog Layton linked up. Uh, and from there, from Rafford, it, it's literally been like a, a whirlwind from there, brother. Like uh, from the music to the entrepreneurship, just with everything. Uh, life has really changed since Rafford. Gotcha. And I know you say you're originally from Alexandria, which is part of the DMV, just like Roanoke. Um, I know you still like that. <laughs> <laughs> Roanoke's not part of the V, but hey, we still stick, Bro, we still stick to that. <laughs> if the Metro does not come to your city, 
think it's not the DMV. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But uh, I was going to say on a serious note, I just watched this, something in the Water documentary um, that talked about like the, the upbringing of, of kids in the DMV from like a talent perspective. What do you think it is about that area that produces so many stars, whether it's on the court or off the court? Uh, it really might be something in the water, bro. Like, it is crazy that you, you say that. A lot of those guys on that documentary I grew up with, like that WCAC conference is the conference that I played in in high school. Uh, Quinn Cook is one of my homies. Uh, the Grant brothers are, are homies. Like, we all either that team takeover or that DC assault mob. And uh, I like the, first of all, the competition from uh, an early age like that AAU circuits and it's so much talent in one area so I think at a uh, at an early age you 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 develop that competitiveness and that that will to win and that hustle um I think that 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 plays a, a big a big portion for sure yeah I would definitely agree I remember having to play those dudes from the DMV or somebody from like the Tidewaters or something like they always had like a, either a chip on their shoulder or they were like a little more advanced as far as like a talent perspective so Watching that documentary definitely uh, brought back some some memories. I wanted to kind of fast forward a bit. I know you said you uh, went to Bishop O'Connell, and then obviously we met at Radford. Not going to get into the uh, details, but I remember the first time I actually met Devin. I think it was we were playing pickup, and I literally ran back home. Shout out to the homie Chance. I know he's listening. And I was like, yo, there's this dude, uh, Paul's super tatted. Like, he has to be from the city. He's like a guard. And he like knows everybody. Like we got a link with him because we had just moved to, uh, we had just started going to Radford. So I was like, yo, this is the homie Devin, this is the bro Chance. And then after that, I learned that you do, did music. So I wanted to ask like, when did you actually get into music while you were playing basketball? Uh, so before Radford, uh, I wouldn't say, I, I always dibbled and dabbled in it, mm -hmm. but uh, my homie, shout out to Brad. Um, uh, homie back in, in high school, still always family. Um, he was he was privileged enough to have uh 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 <laughs> what's the, the 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 best way he had a lot of money he came from <laughs> he came from a lot of money so literally <laughs> as kids uh you know you freestyle you have fun with it but once we started doing that literally for like two weeks he decided that this is his next endeavor and his his pops built us a a multi-million dollar studio inside of his home and from there that was like my senior year of high school and from there like we just had no choice but to to take it more serious because we had the accessory to it so I would say probably about senior year of high school and it's just because uh the homie had the access to it so we took it a lot more serious between him and my homie Jay Twist I was just always around it so um yeah, I kind of just stumbled upon it, to be honest with you. Gotcha. And what was some of your, like, um, I guess, musical preferences, or who did you, like, listen to kind of, like, growing up? I know nowadays everybody listens to, obviously, like, Wale, um, Glizzy. Um, I remember listening to Tabby Bonet or um, Black, Black Cobain, but, like, who did you grow up listening to? Man, uh, shit, growing up, man, I guess we, I guess we're getting old, bro. Like, who the hell was we listening to? Bro, we listened to a lot of Wayne obviously growing up but like that high school college I listened to Travis Porter oh, yeah. kidding we was turned up we was kidding <laughs> <laughs> I love uh Big Sean uh but when I really started studying the game that's when my 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 choice of artists really changed so uh I would say growing up it was just like the party stuff and 
the the cliches it wasn't until I started really diving into the game where I expanded upon my musical realms and that from Blink 182 mm-hmm. to your your Bryson Tillers just I, I like how people arrange music so uh, I think that that's fluctuated throughout the years for sure from turn up super turn up to actually like appreciating how people put music together and compose the song one thing I always liked about you was you always had some type of wills in motion or some type of play that you were calling behind the scenes, whether it was hooping or, or rapping or throwing parties. What kind of made you like turn on kind of like that business switch? Because like I said, I met you when you were playing ball, but I, then I learned that you're like a, a really big promoter in D.C. and also had like a, a side business. Like what? And still like that sense of hustle. I, bro, I, like I, the crazy, like what you saying, all of these things, I think that was just kind of like in me because I didn't even notice, like to this day, I, I don't notice how many things that we actually did or were doing, like until you look back at it, like years later. So like, I don't know what really, it, it, I mean, it might be like that something in the water and like mm-hmm. my mama was always a hustler, like to see how she made a way, like we, we didn't really know we was, I went, we weren't poor, but we didn't know that we were, uh, was it just below the middle class or whatnot because of the way like she, she made everything look so easy. Like if she was breaking down and crying, we never seen that growing up. You feel so like just to just be being a hustler. Like, I guess that's what drove me. And I never really noticed how much I'm doing until you look back at it a couple years, uh, from now. So. I think that answers it as, as best as I could be. I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, he's being humble right now. I've definitely been to D.C. on uh, <laughs> a few occasions where Devin has a show late Saturday night, and then he's up Sunday securing tables for whether it's an NBA player, NFL player, or some type of talent. He's making sure every all the pieces are in place and all that good stuff. So, like I said, he's yeah, busted right. mean- <laughs> that hard enough. Yeah, like I, I like it don't seem like I don't know because like I my day to day I love talking to people. Like I, I lock in as you know, I lock in with like any demographic, any group. So like what's like it's a lot of work uh now. Like I, I, I take the flowers as, as they come. Uh I guess it's a lot of work, but it's like things that I love. So you don't even really notice. Like I'm I'm a morning person. If I don't get up and go to the gym, I'm gonna feel sluggish yeah. no matter what. So like when our nights end at four o'clock in the morning on Saturday, it, it it doesn't seem like a big thing to me to be up at nine o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning on Sunday, just because it's just, I don't know, it's a day-to-day thing for me. So I appreciate that, my guy. <laughs> for sure. And kind of talking about being comfortable around all groups of people, what was it like growing up in D.C. to going to literally the Black Hole, which is Radford, Virginia, and kind of getting used to like that pace of life and kind of it's literally the opposite of the city. There's not that much to do there, but you were still able to kind of power through. I mean, I guess it's that that chameleon mindset It's like one thing, super culture shock. And yeah, we were right outside of D.C., but I always I had I, my bad. I got to keep pushing this. I'm from Virginia. D.C. is my second home. I love D.C. I love everything about it. But I am a Virginian. Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> my part of Virginia uh, was damn sure pretty much like the city, uh, city life. And so the the difference, it was a super culture shock at, at Radford. But um, like I said, like we, we I made the decision to go there. And so while you're there, you might as well make the best of it. And so um, I, I don't really, I the, the women help, like 
it, it was lit too at Radford. It was a different type of lit, sure. but it was lit out there. So the transition <laughs> was just like, all right, bro, don't wear the J's to the party, put on your fairies. <laughs> but we doing the same type of that. We still partying. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like I said, once you finished Radford, you turned into like um kind of like a mobile. Like I said, you're doing rap, you're doing um, hip hop, you were a promoter, you were touring, you're traveling with artists and whatnot. Kind of what was like the plan once you um, finished from there? Uh, so I ended up leaving Radford a year and a half early. My mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, went on to, uh, she made it through that. So shout out to G.O.D. for that. Uh, leaving there, I had that, that opportunity with, uh, shout out to Chris Celestine and George Rodriguez. Like, I, I'll never forget that. Um, they had proposed something to me if I wanted to take the music really serious. And it just happened to be that I was leaving from school anyway. And um, when that opportunity came, they flew me out to LA uh, after hearing what two or three freestyles. And because of our relationship from the promoting, from the family, from other endeavors, it was like, hey, Deb, I know you work your ass off, but this is a different type of work. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to work harder than you, but we believe in you. So if this is what you want to do, then let's take a shot at it. And it just so happened to be that Chris Celestine has been Trey Songz's his general manager for the last 15 years. Uh, George Rodriguez has um, promoted himself up to Trey's role manager after being a part of the, the team for the last 15 years as well. And so I had some pretty good people in my corner. Um, it was, I would say for the start, even though we were hustling for years before we even linked up with them. But for the start uh, of the big scale of things, like they they really helped. Like I couldn't have did this without that opportunity they blessed me with for sure. So moving around with them, I got to learn the business. I got to see how hard Trey works. I actually got to 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 jump on um, the tour bus and see a couple cities around the country for Trey and Chris's uh, uh, Between the Sheets tour. Mm -hmm. uh, so meeting those different DJs, meeting those different radio personalities and seeing like how hard this nigga works. Like he, like we know how Trey's outside looking in, like the women, the party. Yeah. That's absolutely true. It's actually magnified times a hundred when he really did. <laughs> right. But he's still waking up in the morning to hit the gym. He's still waking up. He might got to do, uh, you in New York, he might have to do the breakfast club. Like those interviews mm -hmm. at six o'clock in the morning, bro. Like them <laughs> like our night not even over yet. And he has to whip back into, yo, I just took an ace to the face to now it's business time. And so seeing how those people work as hard as they work and they were already millionaires, it was like, man, we got work to do. His team works, he works hard as hell. And his team works a hundred times harder than that because they have to make sure that everything's to his liking an hour and a half before he even pulls up. So just seeing how hard all of these successful people work on a day-to-day -day basis, it just, it, 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 it humbled me and it, it motivated me like, yo, you can do this and this is how hard you need to work in order to receive the success. So that's definitely what did it after Rafford. Gotcha. I was going to get you to elaborate on that a little bit because obviously on the outside looking in, people see you having songs with Trey, traveling with on tour with Chris and Trey, or even having a song with like Fast Trail, but they don't realize the grind and all the the sweat equity that goes into that. Can you kind of talk about how you had to hustle to really get your name out there? Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, like everybody knows, like I, I've known Trey for a minute, but like 
I just got the song. What was that last year? Shout out, man! Shout out to and fuck you to the coronavirus because literally three months after we dropped the record and I start moving around the country again, we get hit with this coronavirus shit. So that 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 sucks. But uh, yeah, man, it, it the the I could take the the trade situation because that's probably like the biggest feature. Um, that happened after years of of bro seeing me work with no handouts, like no handouts. Like it, it was never a, a handout. It was never uh George and like as George and Chris as his managers it was never like yo can you do this this record for our artists like it was never that it was getting the respect of earning my city winning my city like everybody seeing when you come to, to when you come to DC like yo it's that cat cold there he has a crazy wave he, like and that was doing it 150 times over and over and over again so whenever anybody came into this DMV area and you, you could ask anybody from the Quicksilvers to the smallest DJ, like that Cole was, uh, and I was a little bit of a household name back home. Like it, it wasn't too many places that you could go where if you were asking about who's the, the nigga out here, that it wouldn't be the Cole name. So I would say that a bunch of those hours in the club, a bunch of the same amount of hours in the studio trying to per- perfect my craft, the same amount of hours with reading and watching tutorials and all things of just learning the game. It took a lot of that. It, like I said, I've known these guys forever and I, that record just came out last year. I feel you. Um, I was gonna talk about support as well. So obviously in, in this day and age of social media, I feel like people are quick to be like, yo, can you go repost this for me? Or yo, can you share this? Or yo, can you like this? And I mean, I'm always down with supporting friends, but there comes a time and a place where like you either rock with it or you really don't. So I remember when I was actually listening to calls, like, yo, his music is actually fire. Like, even if he wasn't asking me to like check it out, I'm still gonna listen to it. I'm still gonna support it. I'm still gonna let people know that a mixtape just dropped or there's a video out there. So can you kind of talk about like how you go about making sure that the right people support you? And even if those don't support you, how you kind of keep them out of your corner? Yeah, I mean, you, that with, with the support, uh, I, I send it to my people I used to, but then, and I, I got too high or too low, like if friends didn't quote unquote repost and things like that. So like, honestly, and this is probably just started. Um, I don't get, I don't, I don't really wrap myself around it. I can't because I'm too like, I'm, I feel like me as a person, like the the love and things I have, it, it'll affect my moods too much if I count on my quote unquote friends or family supporting it. So now, like honestly, bro, um, like and, and you'll see with the next couple drops and stuff that uh, I just kind of let it does what it does. Like I, I've got closer with God, I've got uh, I've got closer with myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. And so like what was for me, I really feel is for me. And, and I've battled every emotion going through this. Cause like you said, like when your friends don't repost or your friends don't support and I just feel like now it's just kind of like, I just throw it out there. I have a plan, I execute my plan. And what happens after that is no longer in my control. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I can't, I, I try not to think about that as much because, you know, with friends and stuff, people are secretly jealous or secretly have their own motives and things like that. So I just like the things that I can control, I can control and I make sure that my rollouts now, like they're successful, whether Johnny, whether Steph, whether Will, whether you, whether Chance, 
uh, repost it or not, I'm still, that's not gauging the success level of this rollout. And the more that I do that, like the more that, like you said, people can just literally listen and, and decide for themselves if it's dope or not. And a lot of those times when people fuck with it, like you said, they'll repost it. So instead of uh, putting so much um, time and effort on making sure that my friends uh, are reposting, I just try to make the rollout dope enough that my friends would repost it even if I was a stranger. And that's been a lot more effective for me, for sure. Gotcha, for sure. It sounds like what I'm hearing in your response is a lot of growth. Um, like I said, obviously, we've been knowing each other for damn near a decade at this point, and it's, it's dope to see how the man that you've become. What are some lessons that you've learned either on the business side or on the music side of like the entertainment space that have kind of shaped you to the person you are today? Um, I really live, uh, I live a lot by like, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the time that like, it, with, I've wasted a lot of time with, with like people. Who, and that's not to say because we don't all, we're not all gonna travel at the same speed and get to our destination at the same time or whatnot. But you know, the people that are, that are hungry to do something, they're hungry to, like I said, to, to legend, like we all trying to, we, we trying to create legends. We want legendary, when we leave this earth, we want to be remembered for something. And those people that, that don't show that, like in their, their lane, they want to be a legend. It don't matter what you're doing. Like if you did fly, the sign flipper for a, a car dealership, if you, whatever, I want to be the best at that. As long as I continue to surround myself around those people on a, and have conversations with those type of people on a day-to-day -day basis that we're all pushing each other, then that's the biggest thing. Like, you'll waste so much time. Like, when we 18, 19 years old, like, nah, I grew up with him, so that's the homie. If homie's not doing anything, doesn't want to do anything, and it, you got to let that go. And I wish I had to learn that over the time because... If you want to come back to them in 10 years, I guarantee you it's some homies still in Sequoia right now that I fuck with to the death. When I come back home, it's what's up. But if I try to take them with everywhere that I'm going, then I'll never get to my destination. And I wish I wouldn't have wasted as much time doing that uh, because then you can never get to the, the, the level that you want to, to, to really create change. And so that that's one of the biggest things uh, that I hold on to this day is like, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah, and one thing that I've even leveraged from just our time knowing each other is I really like how you kind of keep things in a circle, whether that's you have Johnny as your, shout out to Johnny, I gotta get him on the show as well, whether he's like, flicking you up, whether he's flicking you up or doing the videos or you have Steph kind of um, side by side is like uh, handling like the management stuff or you have Kenny on the side handling like the, the music. What makes you kind of want to, um, have those friends around you be a part of the business. Cause sometimes people kind of separate the two if that makes sense. Yeah, so I, in, in two, there are times that I, I separated that that's one of the things that I, I've learned throughout this time. Mm -hmm. Because just like you said, like Steph is my dog. Steph is a hustler. Steph is loyal. Steph yeah. isn't, uh, he's all of those things, but Steph is not a manager. Yeah. And so like, instead of trying to force my dream onto my friends and filling their roles, Mm -hmm. I find with step like that's one of the things now that I can, I can um, uh, shit. What is it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, uh, damn. I I'll get back to it. But anyway, I can put Steph in a role that fits Steph more. Mm -hmm. 
than trying to force him onto the manager role. And because Steph uh, checks off the boxes that he wants to leave his legacy in his lane, now it's more easier, like with me putting the ego and, and selfishness to the side is, you know, how can I make Steph's dreams come true as well? And when you can do that for your friends, you'll be surprised they, they, how much more you get from them. When every conversation isn't about like, how can, we can make this move for Cole's career, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo, how can we create bosses in every field that we we decide to, to tap into? And so uh, I, I've separated the two. I've been able to use, because of the different businesses that we have, I can employ, I hate to employ, but I can put my friends on in, yeah. in their lane because I've taken a leap of faith in doing other business endeavors like the Kodo thing, like the, uh, the management company, the production company, the studio that we set up, the warehouse for the clothing, uh, all of those things. Now it's a bigger net for us, for my friends to actually do what they want to do instead of having to be, yo, know, just Cole's homie, you feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah. And kind of and talking about uh, creating those opportunities for the homies, I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit and obviously talk about one of your current projects, which is uh, the owner of Kodo Bite. Can you just elaborate what exactly it is, how you got involved and how you found this opportunity? Because just when it looks on the outside, it looks dope as hell. So definitely got to get out to Vegas to check out one of the rides. Man, you got, man, the story with the vibe, bro. We, uh, yeah, bro, when you cut, you, you got to get to Vegas soon, man. It, it's dope. So with that, uh, shout out to my, my partner, uh, Sean Powell, uh, also from back home, he's been out here in Vegas for about a year and a half. Um, but he, he was working on this uh, electric scooter like idea. And so he brought it to me about a, a year ago, I uh, would I say. We've always been friends. He's come from the, the party promotion thing from back home as well. Real cool dude. Um, and so like I was coming out to Vegas um, back and forth a lot. Uh, Trey had his residency at Dre's. And so we were here two or three times a month. And um, with doing that, I, I just started seeing people in the city more and me and Sean's uh, friendship developed even more. And that's when he kicked me the idea. He had me come to the crib and uh, he had opened up his garage. He had two bikes and they weren't like the ones that we have uh, now in the store. But, uh, and he had told me his idea about the electronic scooter market. Uh, he told me um, he wanted to name it Kodo. And then we just talked, we just hung out. We just, we, we picked each other's brains. We talked about life. He broke down his business endeavors. This is over a two or three weeks span. From that point, like I was sold and I was at a point in my life where I had ran through some money before. I had some money in the, the cut, but I had ran through a bag before. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that like, this was a big play. This could be life changing life-changing and I, I I knew I could learn from this dude uh same age as me uh but I knew he was he was nothing like he was nothing like my the the homies that I was used to you feel me and that nothing wrong with my homies like we, we yeah super locked in but he was different and with that I knew like uh like I said getting closer to God talk to my mom about it talk to my financial team about it talk to my lawyers about it everything checked out and when I stepped on the bike, it was fun as hell. <laughs> so much fun. So from that from that uh, point, we had uh, worked out the numbers. Um, we did the deal. And I moved out here, what is it, August? So like during the pandemic, we were working back and forth. And I was like, yo, 
fuck it, it's time to go all in with this. So from August, I moved out to Vegas full time. And uh, we've literally every single day been building this brand, building this brand. We just opened launch January 1st. We got our storefront downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we got a couple brand partnerships that you guys will hear about really soon. Um, we're doing a lot of dope things through the city. And like I said, the bikes are fun as hell. Like you can come rent them two hours, get your rent on. You can buy them online, ridecoto.com. We got a bunch of dope merch. You see me, pl I'm a plug as heavy right now. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm all yeah. for it. I was actually going to say outside of that, I saw the, I saw the obviously the sweatsuits. Uh, I saw Diamond rocking one. Then I saw Fats. He did the whole comedy thing. Can you kind of talk about that as well? Because it looks like you're doing like a collective. It's not just the experience of riding the electric scooter, but you're also doing like comedy, clothes, and other avenues as well. So kind of elaborate on that. It's a lifestyle brand. Uh, Kodo, like, bro, one of the things, we it's crazy. I was screenshotting it to Sean. He, was, he said, I was just about to call you. Like, when you can fathom that Supreme can sell their company for $2.1 trillion, bro. We can make shirts all day long like the, the the supreme shirts are dope there those box logo shirts go for 300 400 shout out to cool kicks they got it all in their stores mm -hmm. you can buy the sweatshirt for seven like when you can fathom like that it just doesn't make any sense bro mm -hmm. like it, they're not a, a gucci a, a louis it's the lifestyle it's the branding that comes behind it and so with both of us coming from the promotion background like mm -hmm. the 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 kodo thing like i said when you got a product that sells itself now you you find things that like how can we really take this to a household name? So we're gonna do a bunch of those things. Like the comedy show, it's sold out fast. It's fucking hilarious. Shout out to Fats. <laughs> we're bringing we're bringing them back out here in March uh, for the second uh, Kodo Comedy Smash. It was, bro. I could I almost shed a tear up there on that stage, bro. It came together so beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like that. That it, it's gonna be a lifestyle brand. We have a bunch of things coming in the works. Uh, uh, we had a music section uh, of the Kodo brand. We have a model section. We have a lot, bro. So just, just, just stay tuned. It'll definitely be lifestyle opportunities all the time. We'll be working and collabing with huge partners, small partners. And uh, yeah, we're giving you everything, bro. I, I ain't going to just throw away this promotion talent, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. I was actually about to ask, what have you been able to leverage from like the promotion space to kind of um, being the owner of a business and now creating like your own new brand? Like, what have you been able to leverage from like a relationship perspective or just kind of having those different conversations? Yeah, man, I literally got access to like whoever I want to talk to. Like, I've, I've never been responded to so fast uh via like dm or emails or anything like once you go and you can check for yourself that oh this guy is not full of shit and, <laughs> and from there i've i've leveraged so far not even too much for myself mm -hmm. but uh i've gotten two homies uh jobs out here in vegas right. um i just got one uh, matter of fact three i just got one of uh another homie a, a job at one of the biggest print shops uh out here in vegas um yeah, right now I, I'm leveraging a lot of conversations that I probably wouldn't have been able to have with people right away. Um, that's been the biggest thing from this this Kodo startup so far. Like gotcha. everyone's accessible. So I'm really leveraging that to uh, bring more opportunities for myself and my family. Gotcha. And what's like the, I hate the stereotypical question, where do you see yourself in five years? So I'm just going to ask, what's the vision going forward for 
for the beach pole, little bike, for everything that you're touching right now. I, I really, you remember how much fun we had at first of all, you remember how much fun we had at Rapid, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Ready. <Right. laughs> <laughs> then, then you came and visited me in, in, in DC, like earlier in my career in DC, of right? Of course. And then, then you came back a couple times, like before I left, you see the growth there, right? Exactly. So take DC, like, you know how much fun we had in DC. Take DC and multiply that by, 66.33 then add another 22 okay and as far as las vegas um like i said even the promoters out here i've been offered five parties out here on that level i'm gonna delegate a team to that because i don't want to be promoting like that anymore i want to do it at another level um but yeah take that take Cotto, las vegas now put Cotto in miami then put Cotto in new york then put Kodo in DC, mm-hmm. then come back out to Vegas and 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 check out a couple hookah lounges. Uh, also check out a couple of the Kodo properties and these things probably before five years, bro. Okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys heard that, but Deco is definitely family. So we've been supporting each other since Radford, whether that's traveling to DC for birthdays, going down to uh, San Antonio to sort of check him out at a festival, him coming. Oh, out yeah, home. that. Crazy, 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 crazy. I forgot about that. That was so, yeah, that was fun as hell. I actually went back to San Antonio like two months after that. They brought me a, damn, what is it? I did two clubs out there. Man, Uh shout out to San Antonio, man. That show is super fun. For sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, kind of wanted to wrap up, but wanted to put you in the hot seat, give you a chance to, again, shout out your handles before we do that. So how can people get in contact with you, check out Kodo Bike, and hell, even rent one water out in Vegas? Uh, so uh, my we'll get my personal handles. Uh, just call me Cole on Instagram with two underscores afterwards. I'm still in a uh, with a custody battle with my name. <laughs> I've been <laughs> I didn't DM DM to do like six times and emailed him. He will not just give me the just call me Cole, and he has nothing on his page. But uh, that's another story. Uh, just call me Cole underscore underscore on Instagram. Just call me Cole zero on Twitter. Um, ridecodo.com ride Kodo bike on instagram um she's man it, rentals as far as that you get everything's on the website you can check out the merch you can reserve your time slot you can do everything on the website the website's super dope uh another one time for my partner sean uh we did it we did it nigga, and yeah. we just getting started um yeah, just call me Cole underscore underscore. I'm real cool, man. You hit me, I'll hit you back. Um, Lane, bro, I appreciate you, man. I ain't did no one doubt. of these in a while, so yeah, I no appreciate doubt. it. This was fun. No doubt. Like I said, I want to put you in the hot seat real quick, ask you five random ass questions, get your take, and then we can wrap up from there. Let's get it. All right. Uh, first question, obviously, it's the playoffs. Um, your team was uh, knocked out last week, but do you think it's <laughs> a Washington football team championship or a Wizards championship? Do I think? I, my bad. Do I think would I rather see a football or Wizards championship? Yeah. Uh, Wizards championship for sure. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to Unc. All right. Uh, are you most likely to perform a karaoke or create a TikTok? Karaoke night for sure. Okay. What's your go to? On the karaoke? Yeah. Uh, my bitch just called me Cole featuring Trey Song. <laughs> All right. All right. Shout out to this plug. 
Shameless, shameless, bro. Right. Hey, you gotta do it. Who's funny? Martin or Jamie Foxx? Ah, y'all not gonna like me, Jamie Foxx. That's what I said. I always said it. Jamie Foxx. I always said it. Um, thirty-minute meeting with Warren Buffett or shout out on Instagram from Diddy for Cotto Bike. Diddy for Cotto Bike, Black Excellence. Okay, okay, respect that. Uh, last three people you can bring up with and why. Three game, three people I can pregame with. Yeah, anyone, dead or alive. Ah, shit, this is hard because the pregames is lit. <laughs> uh, Dan, 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 uh, the poker nigga with oh, all yeah. the hoes. He's got, he's got to come because he's bringing them through. Um, we're gonna have. Uh, God damn it! What's his name? Shit. Damn, bro. I'm just, uh, I just hit that, the There might be three people right there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably two, two, bad, two baddies coming and join us. Two baddies coming and join along, man. This is the pregame. Dan going to put me in the right spot with all the Kodo stuff. And, and we're going to have a hell of a time. So, yeah, I, I'm going with Dan and two baddies, man. I get back to you with, 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 they, with they names a little later. <laughs> Gotcha. And last, I'm going to leave you the last few seconds or minutes, whatever, to shout out the brand again or to offer any words of inspiration for anyone looking to kind of run their own business or create their own path like, like you've done. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down and write down how you can make it happen. Like, literally, write it down. Like, one of the things we preach, we don't keep nothing in our brains. You'll forget it. You'll forget it. No matter how good you think, you'll forget it. And nothing is, nothing cannot be done once you write it down. Mm -hmm. We write everything down, expand upon it, and you can do it. Like, you real life can do it. And like, bro, I, I done been through some shit these last couple of years. The highs are the highs, the lows are the lows, bro. So, like, you can do it. Right. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Layden Williams. It's D. Cole. It's the You Should Listen podcast. And we out. We out of here. Appreciate you, brody. All right, no doubt.